We'll just go like this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hey, that's not bad. All right. Welcome to Scuttlebutt. I am one of your hosts, Zach, and your other host. It's Mike. It's Mike. I'm your other host. He's your other host. He is, we're both in different places, which is challenging. Yeah. Spiritually, we're in different places. I meant that emotionally, <laughs> uh, maturity-wise. Yes. Um, actually, that's not true. We're probably professional. Both. I yeah. just show up at work and people wonder why I'm there. That's good, though, man. <laughs> I wish. Oh, I got it. Speaking of death. Yes. Speaking of death. I have a question for you. Do you mind if I ask you this question? Yeah, go for it. We're talking about this at work. If you could push a button and it will tell you how you will die. And then if you push it a second at a time, it'll tell you when you will die. Would you push how many times? Would you push the button and how many times? How you die, when you die. <clears throat> um, well, you know me. I'm sort of a go fast, yeah. take chances You're individual. You're death's door as it is. <laughs> I'm circling the drain. Let's be honest. Uh, I would probably, I'd probably want to know, I think. I, I'm like kind of, I like planning for stuff. I'm a little type A in that area. Yeah. Like, I want to know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, strict with my calendar keeping. Right. I'd be like, ugh. Death next Thursday, not going to work out. You have to reschedule Got meetings that. all day. Can't do that. I'm going to have to reschedule it. It's not like you, it doesn't change. You're still going to die at the right. same time. Right, exactly. It change I anything. think it's, yeah. And then you have time to, like, appreciate, like, uh, Whatever time you have left, smell. You can smell like roses. Is that what you smell say? Smell like roses. Smell, and, uh, stop and smell like roses. Touch things that you wouldn't have touched otherwise. And uh, depending on if you're religious or not, that means you'd have a week to get it all out before you have to reconcile right. in the end. That's absolutely right. <laughs> like I've got one week. I'm doing all the sins, every single one of them. What would be the worst case scenario amount of time? Like a few minutes, not that oh, big a deal. Uh, I feel like that would be like, no, <laughs> you're just going to go. <laughs> yeah, you press the button and it says, button Three, pushing, button pushing malfunction, <laughs> cause of death. That's weird. It pushes the button again. Three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> death by button push. <laughs> death machine uh, prediction malfunction. Happen. What was that button push? That's a good point. Yeah, that would be, yeah, I guess if I had more time, I would be less concerned about it. Less time. Yeah. That would be more stressful. But uh, not very much time at all. Like if it says like asteroid and you press it again, it's like six seconds. You're like, that's not that big a deal. Yeah. I don't even think I'd be able to make it upstairs to say goodbye to my kids. <laughs> Just be like, well, yeah. I hope they're still sleeping. Hopefully it's a small and they asteroid. Be, those kids don't go to sleep. Yeah. It could be a very small <laughs> asteroid. It's, it's you. Pings me. Dude, that's, that happens. Like there's, there's like yeah. uh, stories of people just like laying in their beds and a meteorite just punching a hole through the <laughs> ceiling and like vaporizing them, which is just, just like, that almost makes you believe in God and that, yeah. that person. You'd want to read in that person's backstory. Yeah. <laughs> or what, or that what? person did all of the sins and it was yeah. their time. They pushed the button the week before and they it's didn't like, believe it. It's like that joke about killing baby Hitler and you're just the weirdo killing a baby to everybody else. You know? <laughs> if you're trying to prevent, yeah. if you're like trying to prevent the Holocaust. Right. But you you're just some weirdo kill killing a baby. In That's the same true, way, yeah. just You're like, no, it's Hitler. <laughs> it's like, Hitler. We don't even know who Hitler is. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's yeah. Little Adolf. 
He was going to be it's an Kleine, artist. It's he Kleine was... Adolf. Uh, all right. That's, I think we've covered all our bases. <laughs> and that is scuttlebutt for cut. this week. So this week, in light of the impending pandemic, which, by the way, Mike Pence has been, that's the vice president, has been assigned as the coronavirus czar. So just pray it away. That's pretty much, I think, his goal. Cool. And it offers... Is it working? No, no, it's definitely not working. It's my recommendation when dealing with medical maladies is to probably just trust doctors. Yeah. You what trust them with a lot do? of things. Like, yeah, I don't, they go to school for a long time. I didn't go to school for that long. I tend to sort of lean on people who are willing to commit to things. <laughs> Technically, I went for sc- to school for that long, but That's I didn't. It's true. Yeah. What are you doctoring again? <laughs> <laughs> being rad being dope <laughs> um so coronavirus you guys you got coronavirus down there you uh coronavirus um, yet? not down in florida to my knowledge they no i don't think you it. have coronavirus yeah no, we should have all the other viruses but not <laughs> corona a lot of stds luckily a lot of those things are, are bacterial you know what's interesting is that uh florida actually has a fairly well so the flu which is really probably the bigger concern if you're worried about dying uh flus everywhere florida only has moderate flu right now whereas pretty much the rest of the country is in very high this is according to the cdc and their seven week um oh no kidding they do weird stuff they they follow everything in seven weeks and 40 weeks i believe and i don't know that must have something to do with the uh incubation rate or something i don't know a lunar calendar probably yeah uh mercury's in retrograde which is what i think is creating a lot of this issue how Um, long it takes a newt's eye to boil yeah gwyneth paltrow uh, was on a plane and she posted to her twitter her wearing a mask uh to prevent coronavirus which i find very ironic because she runs this company called goop which basically believes that crystals and essential oils will solve most of your problems right and uh, yeah, she had a mask on, which sort of doesn't bode well for her. Like it, she doesn't even have confidence in her own crystals. Yeah, that's not really selling your crystals. Um, Was it like a five hundred dollar? It looked like mask a pretty fancy mask. Yeah, which is yeah. great because that's not effective. Like, uh, well, so when you're talking about dealing with these illnesses, so some people are going out. They're all everyone's going out and buying masks, mm-hmm. which is completely a waste of time and money because so if you go to a doctor's office and you have some sort of respiratory illness, they will Mm -hmm. give you a surgical mask so that if you cough, because most people are just disgusting ingrates and don't cover their mouth when they're sneezing and coughing. Yeah. So they give you the mask to cover your mouth so that if you cough, you're not coughing into other people's faces. Right. But those masks are essentially only useful for short periods of time. Like once they become damp, um, from you coughing, mm. they Gross. are no longer really effective. Plus now it's just like a cesspool in front of your mouth, which you have to take off and throw somewhere. So um, how you take it off is important. So you have to like doff it correctly so that you don't get it all over your hands. So like you're wearing a mask, you know, usually wearing gloves or something. And then they throw it into like a biological, you know, waste container. Right. And other people are just, you know, they're going to chuck it into their trash can at home and just splash their spit everywhere. So masks are useless. 
the masks that people are wearing that like uh, those cloth ones that are mm-hmm. like have prints on them and stuff that they wear all the time. I mean, that's just disgusting. Like that's yeah. literally like having a sneeze rag that you're wearing 24 yeah, seven, which of, is just yeah. so disgusting and gross. I think a sneeze rag is kind of gross to begin with or handkerchief, I guess. Yeah. And even like N95 masks, which are like, you know, particulate masks that are, you're supposed to get fitted for those. Like they're not effective if you don't wear the correct size and know how to put them on and seal it. So masks are useless. That's for flu. It's supposed to stop a virus too, right? I mean, it's pretty small. The N95 can, uh, surgical masks, I think are more really just to stop the, um, particulates. So flu and coronavirus are particulate. Uh, the virus stays in the particulate, so it doesn't aerosolize as far as we know at this point. Uh, Like measles hangs in the air. So like if you were, if you had measles and you sneezed in a room, it, it can float around for like two hours. And then measles infects 90, <laughs> it's like 90% of the people. So if you're unvaccinated mm-hmm. and you walk into a room that's just got measles floating around, you have a 90% chance of contracting measles. Oh, shit, so it's really it? bad. Yeah. Um, the We may have talked about this. I can't remember if this was the episode that we lost to technology or not, but, um, oh, sh- are we, am I recording? Yes. Okay. Um, so measles last year killed more people in the Democratic Republic of Congo than Ebola, which, you know, when you think of the worst thing you can imagine, Ebola is probably it. I think Ebola Mm -hmm. killed 700 people last year in the DRC, and measles killed like 5,000 or something. When you talk about malaria, I think many people like think killed. Yeah, so again, I mean, like, I'm not trying to downplay coronavirus, but I think what people need to understand, like, people suck at... Um, recognizing risk mm-hmm. and assessing risk. Um, so everyone's freaked about a coronavirus just because it's in the media and stuff. But flu is literally everywhere. In my house right now, I have two people with the flu and right. one who just got over the flu. Right. My immune system, I'm old iron sides, man. Oh. I am... I'm trucking right along. I haven't gotten sick yet. Yeah. So, but I also got H1N1, which there's uh, there was some evidence that if you were one of the people who got H1N1, that you got some sort of like super flu mm-hmm. um, immunity. Yeah, uh, which I can't find evidence of, but I'm just gonna say that out loud and so assume it's correct. We'll get back to the coronavirus. What yeah, is the concern? Like, why is it such a big deal? The yeah, to, to be 100 honest, in looking at What's going on? It's got a... So first we'll go at like how many people are infected. So right Right. now, 82,000 confirmed cases. Mostly uh, tracked. That's over like eight weeks, which again, looking at like the CDC's like uh, influenza, um, which is over... So just in the US alone with the flu right now, I think we're at 31,000. Um, that's people who have been tested. So it's probably much, much higher than that. It's probably like right. millions of people who actually have contracted it. Yeah. Because you don't, most people who get the flu don't actually go to the doctors for it. And in right. fact, a lot of times you'll call the doctor and they're like, are you having trouble breathing? And if you say no, then they just, um, they don't care. I mean, you'll right. just have to kind of suffer with it. Um, right. And most people it's over within like, a week or two. Right. Uh, it's complicated by pneumonia. So pneumonia is usually what kills you with the flu. 
Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing with coronavirus is that um, the people who are dying, it's usually of some sort of it. It coronavirus is a respiratory virus. Yeah. Um, there's tons of coronaviruses. Um, the one that is COVID nineteen, which is the official name for this one, believed to be started in animals in what they call a wet market, which is basically just like hanging, bleeding animals without uh, refrigeration and stuff, which is not uncommon in uh, China and locations. It's sort of like where people just go to get their meat for the day. So, um, and it happened in the city of Wuhan initially, which is, I think there's 111 million people. I probably should have opened this up, but I think there's 111 million people that live in Wuhan. So the vast majority, so there's 82,000 total cases confirmed right now. That's across the world and 2,800 deaths. So it spread really, really fast, which is um, pretty scary. Currently infected, uh, which these are like tracked, 82% are mild conditions. So a mild condition in a coronavirus, that's like a cold. You literally, like you probably wouldn't even, if if we didn't know that we were dealing with coronavirus, like this wouldn't even be a thing uh, because it's uh, identified as a pandemic, which is, sort of true, sort of not true. Like I think the World Health Organization doesn't recognize pandemics. The CDC is calling it that, which is a lot of people are sort of irritated by. Right. Um, but for most people, the 82%, not really that big of a deal. Uh, there's 8,500 people who are serious or critical. Um, and then of course, like 2,800 people who've died, which is uh, 8% of the total exposed right now, but that's not really accurate because they, we know we're not tracking anywhere near what's actually out there. Yeah. Um, the issue is it spreads pretty rapidly. It's something like, uh, an R2, I think, or the, there's like a, um, I'm going to screw this up, but basically it spreads. If one person gets it like two to three people, um, will be, it will be exposed and, and we'll pick it up from them. So they, they infect like three people if you're out. Yeah, that's so that's good. pretty high. That's a lot higher than flu. It seems to be higher than SARS and MERS. Right. Um, SARS and MERS death rates were way, way higher. This is... Is that so, one of the reasons it didn't spread so well? Because it was just killing people before they could really... Uh, I just think it wasn't quite... It was a, maybe a heavier uh, virus or something. Uh, the other thing that, that... So like... The death rate sounds sort of scary, but if you actually go into the data a little bit deeper, so, um, you know, they're tracking this really, really closely. And um, so the death rate right now, this is based on a Chinese CCDC study that was released uh, last week Mm -hmm. um, into their, uh, the journal of, Chinese Journal of Epidemiology basically shows that like, so everyone's reading this like 2% death rate, which is like significantly higher than the flu, significantly lower than MERS and SARS. But so that sounds concerning, but when you actually break out the, uh, the rate, um, by age, the, um, 70 and 70 basically and up is where the vast majority of deaths are occurring. So almost, uh, 23% 23% of the people dying, uh, sorry, that's not a, that's a bad, don't listen to that, it's bad data. So <laughs> death rate of people 70 to, to 80, 
who are getting it, it's 8%. 80 plus is 15%. So obviously those numbers are skewing the overall, like what they're basically doing is creating like a mean of all of the death rate percentages and mm. it's coming to like 2% in China. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. As soon as you step out of China, uh, that drops significantly. The other thing is from 40 year olds and down, the death rate is like 0.2%. Like it's basically just above flu. Um, and actually in kids, it's almost, there's no fatalities from zero to nine year olds. Um, and one of the reasons they're sort of speculating this, the other thing is men are, are much higher uh, fatality rate than women. Hmm. And so they're thinking that in China, women get an MMR vaccine when they're pregnant and all children get the MMR. So the U.S. has much higher vaccination rates with MMRs. Like men in China do not have MMR. Like they just, they haven't. Like this is just, for whatever reason, I don't know the the reasoning behind it. Um, they're not, they don't have the MMR. So the MMR, if that's the case, which is, again, that's still speculation. It's a mumps, um, it means, mumps, yeah, measles, mumps, rubella. Measles, rubella. And I think yeah. it's because of measles. The actual, uh, the virus sort of has some, some sort of similar characteristic to measles. Um, and so the understanding is that perhaps the MMR is having the effect based on the populations that are um, less affected, which could mean it comes to the U.S. I mean, we have a much higher vaccination rate of MMR. Um, the populations that aren't vaccinated, again, that could be, you know, that might mean that there's going to be significantly higher. Just another example, get your goddamn shots. I don't know why people don't get vaccines. It's so insane. Well, I got a question about the um, people say it a lot when they talk about a disease and they just, yeah. oh, it's just old people that die. Like, why does that, why should that make it me feel better? Like it's people, we, there's still people. First right? off, <laughs> they're still uh, dying. old people are voting in the ways that we don't want them to, right? That's true. They don't believe in global warming. <laughs> they're holding us back. Like right. this is the boomers. These are okay but boomers. Just, no. you know, yeah, no, I think, weird. It's I think like, it's, yeah, it's just old people and young kids. It's not that yeah, bad. I think, uh, that compromise. Is, they always say that. There's a, uh, there's always a, there's a psychology behind that. I mean, part of it is like, you know, you don't want to die in the population that is dying. I'm sure old people don't appreciate that. I'll be fine. Maybe that's what they mean. Yeah. That's exactly what they mean. And it's, you know, like we, again, it comes back to this, like we've got a terrible, uh, we don't assess risk very well. And, you know, particularly young people feel they live forever. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in my mid thirties, so I'm starting to feel, you know, death, uh, Breathing on the back yeah, of push my that neck. Guy yeah. button twice. Right. <laughs> um, the other thing is, if you have a two percent death rate, let's say, but if a million people get it, that's a lot of dead motherfuckers. Yeah, but again, that's not really the reality because yeah. uh, you know the two percent death rate is of eighty thousand, so spread amongst larger populations. So again, if you step outside of China, the death rate's like like less than the flu right now. Yeah. Um, and. If you are, you know, again, trying to calculate that based, it's an average. So I don't know how many people in China are, um, you know, 60 years old and up or 70 years old. That might be a very small population, but they just might be dying at much higher rates. Right. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not a good way of actually assessing uh, how serious the it's just it's the same thing like the u.s for whatever reason we did it with like we do it in war like it's like you know we we always try to say we've killed this many people as like as part of this attrition we do the same thing with diseases it really means nothing like 
I don't know, like another thing that we should probably be tracking is what is the recovery rate? Like are people full? I mean, like we know people are recovering and that they're fully recovering. And in fact, something like 82% again of the people who are infected with it have mild to moderate symptoms, which have no long lasting effects. So Mm -hmm. to me, if 80% of the people have basically nothing, who cares? Like this is essentially the same level as the flu. And I'm not saying who cares, like who gives a shit about those people, but it doesn't strike me as something we need to absolutely flip out about. Um, I think there's still a lot of unknowns, which is the scary thing. Um, yeah, I guess it's a brand new disease that's spreading very fast and makes people sick. So it should, you know, yeah. And of the people who are, people who are about. dying. So there's something called core comorbidity, which is like you're, you have something that helps like that, you know, is another cause cardiovascular disease is the biggest, uh, comorbidity issue. So, uh, it with so far with the COVID nineteen, you know, ten point five percent death rate with people who have cardiovascular disease, diabetes seven point three, chronic Whoa, respiratory disease. Serious. Yeah, um, and I, again, I don't know how they treat diabetes in China or like how that's because the vast majority of the illnesses are in China. Chronic respiratory disease, which makes a lot of sense because it's actually pneumonia that's killing people. Hypertension. um, I mean, that's essentially probably aligned with cardiovascular disease. Cancer, which, you know, if you have immunocompromised, immunocompromised, is that a thing? Sounds right. Yeah, sure. Throw that in there. Uh, That is obviously like if you're on, you know, uh, uh, chemo and stuff, you're, your immune system is usually shot. Um, and then no pre no pre-existing conditions is actually like 0.9%. So less than 1%. So again, this is not striking or telling to me that we need to freak out. I think it's just, we don't know. And it spreads really fast. I think that's, yeah, that's really what's problem, causing yeah. most of the concern. Seems reasonable. Um, and again, so like if, uh, in China, you know, their mean nationwide death rate is 2.1. Wuhan in particular is 4.9, 3.1 in Hubei. Everywhere else in China is 0.16, which is just above seasonal flu. And there's some places that show slightly higher. There's other places showing slightly less. Um, the death rate from like first symptoms to, to dying is two weeks. Um, you know, a lot of it probably has to do with like things like ventilators and good hospitals. Um, we know that in Wuhan, they did not have nearly the public health capacity to deal with this. I mean, it's 111 million people. Like there's just no resources that can address that. It's super, super, uh, compact. And then there's cultural things like, you know, communal eating and like different, like the way that, you know, you interact with people around you that has an impact on that. So, you know, how that will play out in the U.S. I don't know. South Korea, for example, went from very few cases to a fairly yeah, uh, significant that, amount yeah. of cases. And a lot of that has to do with this religious sect that's in South Korea. Uh, that's like 250,000 people and it's just spreading like wildfire in this group. And that's causing most of their issues. So again, it's so hard to sort of, um, use math to solve this problem. Like we just don't know. Like, I think it's still just, uh, there's just not enough data. It's still pretty novel and we don't know, like this could burn out pretty quickly. And we may, that's what happened with H1N1. Everyone got really spun up. And then, um, 
it just dropped off the map yeah. and that was it. Yeah. And again, most of the symptoms, fever, cough, shortness of breath. Uh, so let's say it starts spreading around the U.S. The biggest illnesses that are impacting hospitals right now are flu A, flu B, and RSV, all of which have fever, cough, and shortness of breath. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, you know, like short of testing, which I guess the CDC testing right now sucks. Um, there's really no good way to test for uh, COVID-19 in the U.S. Yeah. Um, if somebody dies of any of these things, it's probably just going to be like uh, assumed it's the flu right now because right. it's the exact same conditions. You know, a person died of pneumonia. They were 70 plus and had, you know, respiratory issues. Yep. And again, I think the thing that I want, I think people need to understand is 80% or 81% of infections are completely mild. You can recover at home after a couple of days. The best thing you can do is wash your hands. Don't cough into people's mouths. Stay home. The, the 14% that are severe, it's pneumonia and shortness of breath, um, which is uh, uh, largely people who already have issues. 5% of those, so like, you know, the, the people who are probably going to die, there's respiratory failure, septic shock, and multi-organ failure. So probably Gross. another, something else is going on with them. Like that's that's not something you get from, you know, the flu or, or COVID without some sort of other issue. Um, and then the final, so even of that though, like 3% of those people will probably survive because 2% total are going to die. My math might be wrong. I don't know. There's going to be people. Again, one thing we should probably make very clear is that neither of us is any sort of medical expert. We are purely speculating on this, uh, out of a morbid curiosity. Just take some Tylenol, have a Pedialyte. (laughs) That's not a bad, honestly, not bad advice. You know, take a, take (laughs) Take the same thing you take, uh, something that is, uh, will help, you know, knock off Rehydrate. the fever, stay hydrated, stay you home. Had the, you had swine flu. Or H1 I did have swine flu, and, yeah. Are those the same, same H1N1s, yeah. the swine Yeah. Stuff? That was scary. I actually thought, Shitty, yeah. I, I sort of felt like I could die from that. It lasted yeah. a really long time. It The diff, like, difficulty breathing was super scary. Yeah. Um, and it happened... Um, like I don't really I remember it being very hot but that might have been the fever <laughs> when it actually occurred intermittently extremely hot extremely cold <laughs> yeah, it was very weird it was a really uh, crazy climate year yeah um, so I don't know yeah I mean you know I, I survived it and again I you know it sort of apparently maybe gave me some sort of super immunity super to the power. flu which was yeah. fascinating but I was bedridden the flu once for like four days I didn't was that last that. week yeah. No, no, this is a few years ago. Uh, I never yeah. went to the hospital, got it checked out. So I just was bedridden. And then yeah, that's what most people do. Quit um, being a bitch. So, <laughs> which got is up. actually the recommended, uh, if you look bitch. on the CDC's website right now, it's like, just quit being a bitch. Maybe rub some dirt on it. Take a knee, drink, take a knee, drink some water. Yeah. That's all you gotta do. Uh, the good <laughs> just, news is there's a uh, low diarrhea. Um, oh, thank 2% God. 2% of people get diarrhea with this. That's something the media won't cover either, <laughs> no. by the way. Why aren't they talking about well, this? I feel like that's good this. news. Like that is something <laughs> that everyone should be happy about. People you know should have their brains to be all over the news. 
I would take coronavirus and the flu over norovirus any single day. Yeah. I think I'd rather die of the flu than have neurovirus. I've gotten that yourself. twice, and it is the worst. It, there's just nothing worse than that. Is that and a there's food no, thing? Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's usually spread through uh, dookie, I believe. Oh. Um, so you have someone who like you know makes your salad bar, and they're like tossing the salad, and their just hands are Go flaking on. off uh, <laughs> piles of shit <laughs> into the salad, and, and then they, they make the everybody sick. Oh Lord. What about that? Uh, is there like a cruise ship that got quarantined in Japan? So, that would suck. Again, this is probably uh, the. I would argue that the thing that is being done worse about this than I've seen in any other sort of scare is the fact that uh, there is just wholesale bad public health going on. So when you shut, it, so when that cruise ship pulled up, it was like the princess, you know, disease ridden or whatever. Princess Corona, yeah. Yeah, pulled into port. And Japan was like, no one's getting off because a few people had the virus on board. What they basically did was create a perfect, uh, you know, festering cesspool of disease uh, where it spread like wildfire across the ship. And in fact, most of the cases that are in the U.S. right now are a direct result of that. Uh, mm-hmm. cruise ship. I think it was like 42 people who came back, um, you know, are suspected to have coronavirus or COVID-19 Damn. because of that. Just stupid. Like that's not, yeah. all they had to do was put the masks on people and everybody else, you know, could mask up to, you know, get off the truck. You take all the people who are healthy, you put them in uh, quarantine just to keep them healthy. And after 14 days, good to go, send them home, no problem. And that's basically what we're doing now. We fly them back from, you know, China and these other countries and they sit in a, you know, group, uh, like a dorm and just wait it out. And after 14 days, like we we're pretty confident that the 14 days is the max. Um, so in most cases, like if you've, even if you've been into like Wuhan and you know, you've, you know, you were exposed after 14 days, if you don't have it, you're golden. So is that, um, is that you required to do that by law? Are you like forced to be in there? So there, the, uh, departments of health are some of the oldest government agencies on the planet. Um, and they have a huge amount of power. Uh, it goes back to the days of, um, Oh God, it was like diphtheria or something. And I'm going to look this up real fast. All right. Yes. So John Snow, um, was one of the, he was like basically the godfather of, um, epidemiology. And so in the, uh, 1850s in London, uh, there was a cholera outbreak and, what people like the the recommended uh, treatment for cholera during this time. I mean, they had all sorts of crazy ideas. Yeah, they would basically have people like don't drink water. Like water's making you sick, so don't drink water. Which uh, when you get cholera, what you're dying of is basically you poop yeah, out poop all your water, water and water, diarrhea, yeah. and you right. de- get dehydrated and you die. Yeah, and they just kept doing that. And what he so it wasn't working. Was, no, it was not working. And the fact is that they never really like you know if people have cholera, there's a source like cholera's. 99.999% of the time caused by sewage in uh, drinking water. So right. that's why like in third world countries where they like, you know, their bath, you know, latrines are in the same place as their drinking water, like cholera right. is, is rampant. So yeah. what he did is actually started to track uh, and triangulate where this was occurring. And he was able to essentially find this one specific well in 
London that uh, was the source of the entire cholera outbreak and, you know, of course, shut that down. So that's where it started. Um, and, you know, as because it worked so well, they basically wrote into laws that, you know, if the public health department says this, like, that's law. So right. in most states, and I don't really know how it works quite at the federal level, but if a state um, Department of Health, like a secretary or whatever, they can do orders and yeah, they can force you to be quarantined or yeah. um, to be isolated um, because, you know, let's say this was Ebola and you've got a person who's like, well, screw it, I'm going to die. I'm going to go, you know, party right. my last days of Ebola and uh, decide to go into public spaces and just infect everyone. Like you can, you know, obviously kill people and spread it really rapidly. So right. they can essentially you know, capture you and put you into, capture um, you. yeah. I mean like basically <laughs> it is I mean, like they'd send the police after you and arrest you. And, uh, it's very, very, I, like, I don't know. Of I would love to know many of a case. Cases. Yeah. Somebody yeah, refused I, to be quarantined. Um, and even talking to some of the epidemiologists that like I work with, you know, they're like for even like measles, yeah. uh, to try to get someone forcefully, um, you know, I guess isolated or whatever and get a public health order is like, it, it, you just probably would not see it because of just the negatives of it. Right. Um, and most diseases, it's just a matter of like, you know, I, I was reading somewhere. So one of the, the best solutions to this is like, if you can get everyone in a country. So like, let's say you get, uh, 40% of the population to work from home for, I think I, again, I'm all my data is like half-assed. This is all stuff I've read throughout the last few weeks. But <laughs> if you get 40% of the population to like work from home um, for, uh, I think it's two months, you will uh, basically wipe out 50% of the people who, like you, you're, you're cutting your infection rate by 50%. Yeah. Which is, that's Pretty nuts. Yeah. Like, and, you know, most, uh, like, uh, the government gets it. Like the government's got a fairly robust uh, teleworking policy. Like most mm -hmm. agencies, you can work from home. Private sector has not caught up to this. Um, there's a really, you know, like in a lot of the positions that I've had, I don't need to be in an office. I don't interact with people like as a customer service. Like I can do everything by the phone and computer. There's no reason for me to be at work. Right. That's probably the case for a lot of positions. Like short of like service you know, obviously, or like if you're in manufacturing, but like secretaries and administrators and most of that stuff, you know, you set up your online meetings and stuff. If people would be willing to do that, you eliminate most of your risk and your threat. And if you do it early on, you know, basically you kill off this disease before it takes right. off. As binds hosts but and people so on. don't want to do it. So yeah. Yeah. Working from home is dumb. I mean, that's culture. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's not working from home is awesome. I don't know. I've never done it. I'm just pretending. I've done it. It's great. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and so the other thing that's like happening now is uh, the stock market is completely shitting out. So that should be interesting. Oh, really? I haven't been paying attention. Yeah. It dropped a thousand points. Uh, Dow's, this is the Dow. Uh, two days ago, yesterday, I think it was like 900. And the futures already today are now down 311. So, oh, boy. so we're going to get a recession out of this maybe. <laughs> For no good reason. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Holy shit. 
a lot of the, uh, yeah. And if you look, there's a really good map that Johns Hopkins has that sort of like shows how this thing is evolving. And we're actually, I, I think we're in the first wave and I think the first wave is plateaued. I think we're pretty much through that. There's usually like three to five waves, I think most pandemics, mm-hmm. um, and each wave gets less and less, you know, cause you learn about it. The first wave is usually, especially with a novel illness, you don't, you can't catch up. Like it's just fire just burning through everything. And then by the second wave, you're starting to understand it. People are, are self-isolating and reporting better and you've got better evidence. And then the third wave, usually you're, you know, that's almost long enough to have a vaccine in place if that's the case, or it's just, everyone's had it. And now it's, you know, kind of running its course. What we should do is read the script for the coronavirus movie. (laughs) And I think Paul Giamatti, I don't know. Oh, definitely Paul Giamatti should play. He's the the one who spreads it. He's the monkey. uh, (laughs) He's the scientist that rings the warning bell that nobody listens to. I told him. They didn't listen to me. There's five waves. That's my best. Which one are we on, sir? Paul Giamatti. We're on the second. I'm listening. You know, something like that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Are you writing this down? Yeah. Oh, it's recording. We're recording. I forgot about that. He just comes in with this computer PowerPoint presentation, a bunch of loose paper under his arms. I feel like it's probably five waves. We're on the second. <laughs> what? Three more waves? No way. <laughs> I would actually, I'm in favor of him getting the disease. He always plays like the weirdest, creepiest guy. <laughs> Isn't he in that, um, the earthquake movie, right? Isn't he in an earthquake movie? Paul Giamatti? Um, he's a, he's an earthquake, he's the earthquake. scientist. <laughs> yeah. He's the earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Giamatti. Um, I don't know. Earthquake, Which earthquake movie. movie? It's called, hold on. San Andreas. Oh God, that movie's so bad. With the rack? I went, I went Paul to see Giam- it. Oh, I don't that's even, right. Yeah, he is in that movie. I, uh, I don't think I, I even it. finished that movie. I went in there when they flew the hell. Was it a, would they drive a boat it, through a building or something? Yeah, what was it? Yeah. Fucking did. It, it was, was awesome. So- <laughs> Alexandria Daddario was in there. And then the helicopter that like lowered into the Canyon and was like bouncing off the walls and, <laughs> and it had a, and then um, it flew out cause it had it tip the hat is what they called it. Where it like, yes. Tip, and then he had a little hover button. He pressed on his helicopter, he hit the hover and the it was just the helicopters auto hovered. Yes. Yeah. Which would be fantastic. great to have on a real helicopter. Nice. The newer Blackhawks have that. Auto hover button. Yeah. And it's got like a little radar that uh, tells you your altitude. Oh, here we go. So CDC does not recommend that people who are well wear a face mask to protect themselves from respiratory diseases, including COVID-19. So, so basically, just, honestly, what you have to do is just wash your hands don't Gross. lick, not doing don't that. lick doorknobs. Definitely not doing that. Yeah, you will. I will Stop. not. I will not not I've, lick a doorknob. Uh, <laughs> I refuse. This, I'm a libertarian. Page, I'm not going to have the government tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put face mask on and hey, lick a doorknob. On this, government. scientists. Government. <laughs> That's a delicious doorknob. doorknob. My, uh, I actually walked in on uh, my two-year-old with the, a doorknob entirely in her mouth <laughs> and without explanation <laughs> we're like what in the cold. hell are you doing and she's like oh, well, what are you doing do not do that <laughs> i was like <laughs> i opened the door <laughs> i think that's what it would i think that's what she was trying to do get in there yeah yeah i don't know like some people are really freaked out about this and i just don't i don't understand why i think it's people with like uh, that need to go, that go on TV are very, 
afraid of it. I think and we should stop are, calling people on TV people. When we say people are people are blank, yeah, don't include people on TV. TV people, yeah, cut them out. They don't count. I don't think they should they're count. Famous. And they're important. just making stuff up. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's we don't have like there's a this whole culture of like where we no longer trust experts. Yeah. And it's going to be the death of us. Instead, we just have like opinion. Like you read most newspapers, it's like 90% opinion. Yeah. Like I don't give a shit about anyone's opinion. I want like a fucking scientist or a doctor telling me what I need to do. Not some dipshit who like, you know, gets all their messages from QAnon. I think it's also Mike. kind of a, yeah. Well, I mean, they're on to something. The guy had <laughs> pictures from an airplane. Uh, it's also a bit of a parlor trick. To be like, pretend that the me- media cares about something, right? Which is like a nebulous concept for the media to care about something. What the fuck does that even mean? Right? You just get upset, like, oh, the media cares about the wrong thing. Like people always, of all political stripes, say this all the time, and it's like, what? I don't understand what it means for the. What are you really complaining about? Yeah, I don't. I guess I, my take on it is that. Like you have so much hypocrisy and like counter, like, you know, you have the media covering something in one way, one week. And I guess some of that, I think that largely has to do with the fact that we have this like culture now where we don't give, like, we don't want journalists to have time to actually process anything. We just want like breaking news all the time. And uh, so when you have these uh, really complex and really challenging, highly scientific, highly technical situations like a pandemic and it's changing from day to day. You have people who are completely unqualified and ill-informed spreading. That's not true. There's probably plenty of journalists like medical journalists and stuff that are doing a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, you got to be good uh, consumers too and like find find the good news That sources. is a much larger problem. Right, you can't really just be like, well, Facebook not- and Twitter uh, do not get your medical advice in meme form. Like if that is where you're getting your information, you deserve to get whatever disease meme form you say don't do that all right okay meme form yeah as fun as it is um i know we all want to be meme lords <laughs> but i mean i'm yeah. a good i'm a fan of good meme i think i'm running out of steam here yeah me too dude well we, just we do should coronavirus thing yeah, yeah i think I mean, we'll just do pretty, coronavirus. I think some good stuff yeah there is a, uh, uh, I think one of the most disgusting things to actually come out of this is the fact that like uh, everything has some connection to like racism when yeah. you're discussing this. There's all the blame, like there's tons. I mean, like just spending two seconds on Twitter, you'll be like, oh yes, there's just racist, horrible people everywhere. But yeah. particularly like with this, uh, which is why it's important to call it COVID-19 and not like Wuhan coronavirus, which is sort of how it started out. Um, because, you know, this could have, so the way that coronaviruses form, it's, it's mutation. It's like completely random. So, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with China or Chinese people. It just was like a pure dumb, you know, bad luck that it happened to mutate there. This could have happened anywhere for any reason. It could have been a pig farmer in Iowa. It just, in this case was in this particular right. uh, place. And actually most coronavirus. So the other thing that could happen is it, it could evolve out, out of um, being contagious to humans. So mm. I knew I could do that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's, you know, like most, so the flu, the reason that the flu is so tough, it mutates like crazy all the time. Like it's just rapidly mutating and its whole goal is just like kill everyone. Right. That's not the case with like coronaviruses. They, they're pretty slow. They don't generally, they're not aggressive. Uh, it doesn't seem to target, you know, specific. I mean, they tend to be in animals more than humans. I think most of the human transmissions are a result of a, you know, some some time where it mutated into a virus that could mm-hmm. infect humans. Um, some of these can become seasonal. This could become a seasonal one. I, I don't, mm. there's, there hasn't been evidence of that some of the early speculation was that it, if uh, it sort of took hold and didn't mutate out of, um, you know, itself into remission or whatever, um, that it would just become a seasonal thing and it would just be one more thing we could, you know, have to deal with every year. Right. Um, it doesn't really look like that's going to be the case. Uh, but we don't have enough time to sort of show uh, that, you know, if you're infected by it, that you're immune for however many years, you know, like yeah. five, six years or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, it's, it is scary. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, with kids and stuff, you kind of worry absolutely, about this yeah. stuff. But in this case, it looks like kids are fine. It's just old people. So, yeah. Whoop de doo, right? I, gonna, I love, I know. And it still blows my mind. It's like, it just kills old people. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> What? I mean, if you're what 80 you plus, about? if you're 80 plus, you're like, come on, give me the COVID <laughs> and this goddamn experiment. It's such a funny way to I'm think it. about it. Ah, it's yeah. just justification. Yeah. yeah. Like you rationalize it. You know, I, I, you, you feel like if someone's lived to 90 and they pretty die, good. you don't go pretty like, good. what a tragedy. You go, yeah, pretty good. A good life. Yeah. Not a bad. Good life. Experienced a lot. The flu, huh? Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> All those you years, and then sort of got made you. it to ninety. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> survived. You know, if you're ninety five, you survived World War II, Vietnam, maybe the Great uh, Depression, probably the Great Depression, pretty well, close. At least at the math. tail end of it. Yeah. Uh, several other recessions. <laughs> well, I mean the, uh, the the OK Depression. You know, the OPEC crisis of the seventies. Um, the on. Cold War. Yeah, and then uh, you die from uh, you know your shithead uh, toddler sneezing in your mouth. Yeah, uh, like, some kid walking fuck. by, licking the doorknob that you didn't expect, and grabbing a hold of it and God. itching your nose, and then you die. It's Come probably on. not a good death. I mean, dying from pneumonia Maybe, and you're when I was drowning. Sick, when I was bedridden, it was extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, well, your doctor said awful. you're just being a whiny little bitch. <laughs> no, this is back way back when oh, I was okay. actually bedridden. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yo, I could die. Like, yeah, I know. right. <laughs> it, it feels like you could die. Yeah, when I had the, yeah. the swine flu, I was like, this is probably what death feels like. Yeah. Um, I kept I saying, like, take two weeks me, to get a bed. take me, please, yeah. good Lord, take me. But it didn't. I was, uh, I'm still here. Death released his grips on me and uh, I'm still yeah, chugging yeah. along. Still have work to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. <laughs> People are like, it's when it's your time. Like somewhere there's an, a, uh, a omnipotent, omnipotent being who's yep. uh, just picking off old people with uh, flu. Like they're just like, you're dying. Yeah, you're you're dying. dying. It's, it's your, your time. time. Your time. Not pure, you know, lottery of death where, yeah. you know, you just so happen to be at the wrong place, the wrong, at the wrong time. place, the wrong time. Yeah. All right. What are we going to talk about next time? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Cool Let me do, stuff? I can do landmines. I got another book on yes, landmines. I'm that's reading. a good, that's a good discussion point. It's very okay. timely because we're, yeah. There's discussion of bringing them back. Oh, We'll talk about I'm pro landmine. I'm oh, going to be really? honest. Yeah, I am pro landmine. I swung. Interesting. Yeah. Where, will you send me the article you have about landmines coming back? Yeah, I will try to find that. Um, right. 
pro landmine. There's a teaser. Mm-hmm. But we'll debate this. I yeah. think this is uh, I mean, really healthy. Yeah, so. All right. Well, this was half-assed science with Mike and Zach. So we will come up with some topics for next time. Uh, sign up for all of our stuff. Visit our website. Um, follow us. Share us. Rate us. I don't even know. Can you? I don't even know how people rate. I haven't seen rate. We have listeners. Perfect. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to my brother who was offended that I didn't reference him when I was listing off. Yeah, well. People listen. It was mostly women and not grandparents and not parents, I believe. <laughs> who was our audience. Perfect. So people being held hostage through guilt. And, yeah. and then I think Sense some of Reddit followers. All right, man. Yeah, man. I think we've solved the world's problems. I think we're good. I hope everyone is feeling optimistic and uh, has a survivor's attitude. Absolutely. All right. All right, dude.